for many months as I was celebrating his mass, which was being live streamed. There were very few people here, one or two people, three. And it's a great joy for me, not only just to look at the camera, but to see you here, all of you, were gathered. And, and I have to say that my heart re rejoices in the fact that it is through the intercession of Our Lady. I know that the month of May, remember in April, when Holy Father Pope Francis said, has prayed the rosary to Our Lady that we may be able to overcome this pandemic. And I tell you, within a couple of weeks of prayer, people praying around the world, it seems like the, um, all the uh, closures and closures were all of a sudden seeming to be opening up every place. And within a month, at the end of May, almost every state of the Union, many other countries have opened up their, their, their workplaces, homes, whatever. And you know, and I feel like Our Lady has shown the might of her intercessory power, the power that she's able to, to assist us. I believe that in my heart. Yes, yeah, we can say it's because of this or, you know, vaccinations or maybe natural immunity that people had because what a few people were already ill. But I do believe this very symbolic in the fact that during the month of May, everything was lifted, everything all around the world. I mean, you have to acknowledge the truth. We just have to say it, how the Lord works through many things, works through natural means, works through extraordinary means, but is the Lord still working on our behalf? And I believe it is through the intercession of Our Lady that he has given us this grace. When we celebrate and honor the Immaculate Heart of Mary, why would we celebrate a feast in honor of her heart. Just like, why did we celebrate yesterday the Feast of the Sacred Heart? What is heart? Why would we attribute such importance to the human heart? You know, um, many times I was preparing people for marriage, and I would ask, you know, because as priests we were, were to have a, like a private interview with each person, not only as, a, as two of them, but also individually, just to find out what's going on. And I would ask about, you know, turning to a young lady or a man, I would ask, so what does your heart feel? What does your heart sense? Should you go? Should you not? Any restrictions, anything, worries, fears? And so I would ask, what does your heart say to you? And what we mean by that is, is not we're dividing ourselves, but it is the very seat of who we are, the very depths of who we are. And this is why, in a biblical sense, the heart is the heart of a person. It doesn't just denote that you know, physical dimension, but it's something that goes beyond, beyond just thinking, beyond just reflective, discursive thinking. It goes deeper. It unites the very dimensions of who we are, and it gives us that sense of what it is, what the truth is, what should be. And so the, that biblical understanding of the heart is, is first of all, it's the, it denotes the person, the person at the very depth of who that person is. It, it demands the, the, the uniqueness of that person too, the uniqueness that each one of us is unique unrepeatable in God's eyes. And so heart reflects that uniqueness. 
It's not something that we kind of acquire as a personality, as a definition of who we are. No, it is something. It is the center and the source of our interior life. Because, you know, when it comes to prayer, we pray not only by uttering words, but it's the it's a sense of presence, sense of, of, of communion with another person. And in this case, with the communion of God. So it is the heart. It's the interior life known as interior life. It's the life of, of, of the heart. It's also, it's not just the center of, of interior life, but it's also our understanding, our memory, our memory. People make decisions, you know, I related with this person. I'm a little bit concerned about that. Or I'm afraid of that. Again, it's the heart that denotes that, that, that definition. We can speak of other biblical understanding of, of, the, of the human heart. It's understanding, it's, it's, it's also, you know, it's the memory, it's the will, the will. The, uh, we, we attune our will to, through, and we, we consider what should we do from that perspective of, of the heart. And, and then it's our devotion or dedication to someone, once again. Uh, you know, uh, common sense would say, well, I shouldn't do this or shouldn't that, do that. But people don't always listen to common sense because there's something even deeper perhaps than common sense. Common sense would say this or that, but even though we should respect common sense, but, but then again, it goes deeper. So what I am referring to is when the church celebrates the uh, uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary or Sacred Heart, what the Lord says to us is that we are to be men and women who, from the depths of our heart, know who we are and know who our lady is, know who our God is. It's this type of, of, a, of a deeper sense. And so who is this Our Lady, if we look from the perspective of a heart? First of all, we speak of her as having immaculate heart, having immaculate heart, heart free from sin heart free and preserved from sin. So sin has no effect on her because she was preserved from, from by, by that singular gift that God gave her to be the mother of the Son of God. So she was able to be free to say yes. We, on, our, on, our, on the other hand, have been affected by original sin. Yet through baptism, that sin was removed and yet there's a wound of that original sin. We call it concupiscence, something that's left over. And so there's a tendency to sin. There's a tendency, even though the tendency itself not sinful, and yet we choose. So Mary received from God a special gift to have that her heart to be immaculate, to be the center of her life, the center of everything who she is. And that center is free from sin. So she can see God, she can see God's will with a greater clarity. She understands God's love. She understands his mercy. And this is why today that first reading, how she filled with, how, how that first reading speaks of that rejoicing. She rejoices in God because she understands what God gave her, what God has, has prepared for us as humanity. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a robe of salvation. He has preserved me from original sin. He has given me the gift. And, and, and like a bride bedecked with her jewels and so on, 
it is this filled with with joy, with 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 God's God God's gift of of joy. She understands these things, and so here it is. When we honor Our Lady, we see her from the perspective of of being sinless, and she's the one who leads us. She's calling us. He says, "Remain, remain sin. Just, just reject sin. Reject sin because sin destroys us." poisons us, blinds us. It does not allow us to see the truth as it is, the divine truth. And so she is the one, not only does she possess this gift, but she's continuously inviting us. Wherever Our Lady appeared, what does she tell us usually? Turn away from sin, turn away from sin. See, today's world thinks that sin is only so, it's my freedom to do whatever I wish. But the problem with sin is, is actually it wounds us, blinds us. It really destroys us. So therefore, anyone who gets stuck in the area of sin, we have to care for one another, help them to see, pray for them, intercede for them, just like Our Lady does, so that we may be not trapped and poisoned. Now, another dimension of that, Our Lady, when we speak of her, does she have immaculate heart, but she also has wise heart, wise, wise, wise with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, because she's attentive to that wisdom. It is the Holy Spirit that gives us this, this gift of knowledge, understanding, fortitude, all that which comes. But that means just like her, she was open to the Holy Spirit and became through that relationship with the Holy Spirit, she, she, she intensified that wisdom continuously by that relationship. Likewise, we are invited to have that wisdom. She is the model for us of how to attain this wisdom is by relationship with, with the Holy Spirit, to pray to the Holy Spirit, to be always united with him, understand where the Holy Spirit is guiding us. Another dimension of her heart, she was an obedient heart, obedient. It means to hear God and to follow what God inspires us, to be obedient to the Gospels, to be obedient to the commandments, especially the commandment of love. That type of obedience creates within us the capacity to receive more and more, because to obedience as obedire, to listen, to hear. Sometimes we feel that, you know, the world around us, we just don't want to listen to God. We want to listen to everything else. We listen to philosophies of all kinds of things. Want to just listen? Why only do whatever I wish to do? And so I want to listen to my disorders. Uh, we want to listen to our disordered passions. There's a, uh, such a variety of things, you know, uh, responding to hate or feel anger inside. So I just let the anger just boil over. Yes. So all those things. So we are we are to have that obedient heart. We have to have a new heart, new heart. How can we get a new heart? It's God who gives us a new heart. He's the one, because we can't attain, we can't receive. God has to give us the heart. You know, when St. Faustina and many of the saints, St. Therese or even great, great mystics of the church, they spoke of the union of the heart with Christ, the union with the heart, exchange of the heart, which means is the heart of Christ they wish to possess, the desire. And, 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 and God is giving us this gift of new creation. We are created anew. He wants us to be new. So, so Our Lady has this new heart, and she wants us to also have this new heart. You know, the new creation which God gave, gives us, but we see the brokenness here. We see where is, where is it? 
Where, where is this, this gift that God has given to us? And because we don't listen, we don't, we're not always open, we're kind of stuck in things, we're trapped in, in addictions, things like that. And so there's, there's not exactly, uh, um, you know, that we, we don't man manifest in our life. Also, Our Lady had gentle heart, tender, gentle and tender and merciful towards others. And once again, she had this, and she wants us to also be just like her. She wants us to be her children. As you know, she's our mother. She wants us to be like, 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 like herself, and she wants us to be like her son, I should say, and because she imitated, therefore, she wants us to follow her path. She had an undivided heart. We're divided continuously. She had an undivided, she had a focus and that her focus was mission of Christ, mission of salvation. So, so, so this mission of salvation is being uh, 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 very, very important, but it has to do with undivided heart, steadfast, not being afraid, because we get afraid of things. You know, troubles come. You know, we feel like, what's with this world going to be? Does God forget this world? No, God will not forget us. He's always be here and always be for us. Yes, he needs to strengthen us because we can get away from him and, and with the consequences of, of when we remove ourselves from God, the consequences is emptiness, is fear, uh, you know, fear of, of the future. Uh, but God is with us to, stat to be steadfast in faith is to be like God, He's steadfast. Uh, he, the steadfastness is, is an attribute of God's mercy, fidelity. God is always faithful to us, and, and, and we are invited to that fidelity. And then finally, how to be watchful. You know, today there's many dangers lurking from every place. We see dangers coming from every direction, and so we be watchful. And, and uh, once again, Our Lady, who is watchful, and all the apparitions that we have, all the apparitions that have taken place, is always speaks of Our Lady watching us, you know, making us or desiring us that we would be, to be we concerned about this or that, but especially how to be drawn to God. Because once we separate that relationship or distance ourselves or become more lukewarm in faith, then what we do is we lose, we lose. And then we become entrapped by, by evil tendencies within our own hearts, disordered hearts, but also be affected by the evil around us, which is so prevalent. So now, these are some of the descriptions of what Our Lady um, not only is when we honor her, but who she wishes us to be. I have to say that there's two sets of readings. Some of you might not have read the readings from today, not, not from the feast day, but you might have read the readings for the regular regular readings of the day, which is the Saturday of the 10th week. And I wanted just to say from that first reading, which St. Paul says, very nice, you know, which he says, so whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. So now he says, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Look what's going on in our world. Everybody wants to judge each other by flesh, by you know whether race or whatever they, they wish, denote. In, when, we are, when we became baptized, we became a new creation. 
and from now on we regard no one according to the flesh, even if he once knew Christ according to the flesh. And, and so, so the gift that God has given us, his new creation, is this is all gift from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. God has reconciled us to Christ and gave, has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What does it mean? We are becoming ambassadors of, of Our Lady. We become ambassadors of our Lord. Ambassadors to bring forth his gift of mercy, his gift of, 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 of um, conversion, his gift of love. Namely, that God has reconciled the world to himself, not counting their trespasses, trespasses against them, but entrusting to us the message of mercy, the, mer the message of mercy, the message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors for Christ, as, as if God were appealing through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made us, for our sake he made him to be sin, who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I think that the that first reading kind of summarizes again who we are to be, where we should go. So maybe then today, as we continue with the sacred liturgy, which is a gift of reconciliation and mercy, may we um, come to understand more deeply what the Lord's heart desires from us, that we would think with our heart, the heart that was made by God, because God made us for himself, and he wants us to be like him. And so to understand with the heart is saying, Lord, you have to help me. Help me to overcome everything that, that binds me. Help me to overcome all the things that limits my ability to see. Help me to overcome the life of sinful trappings. Have helped me to overcome the you know, addictions, and there's so many today. But help me also to overcome, you know, this natural inclination to judge harshly, to reject, to to feel justified in our anger, to feel justified that we have to do something, you know. And instead of moving from the perspective of God's will, sometimes we feel like we have to follow our will in order to accomplish things. But you know, God will help us. God will do so because He promised. He has given us Our Lady, and she will be there, a guide for us. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be uh, worried about the future. We are in God's hand. And his desire for us is that all will be saved, that all will come to know that fullness of joy, that transformation in Christ, the divinization which he wishes to accomplish in us so that we may share his life of glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception.
Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.